Hey, 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 yes, you are in the right place. This is a Yup podcast, but just a quick shout out to Norway. Hey, you are putting the Yup podcast on the map. Yes, Yup, I got you. It's trending in Norway. Hey, Norway, thank you. You other countries listening out there, hey, put me on the map. Hey, and then a quick shout out for my brother, Mike Baldwin, who has a new endeavor. That is IceCreamGraphics.com, where you find totally original cool graphics. They are dead on for what you want. So go visit Mike Baldwin at icecreamgraphics.com. So I, and then the word scream, then graphics, then .com. You know how to find it. Yes, I screwed it up before, but this is a new and better day. William Wallace in Braveheart, you know, the actor Mel Gibson played William Wallace. And at the end, when he's about ready to be tortured and he yells out freedom. So sorry for that poor, 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 I was trying, but it's all about this podcast. And so before we get into that, hey, welcome to the Yup Podcast. I am your host, Tom Baldwin. It's the podcast where, yes, I got you. I am the purveyor of Redneck wisdom, that down-to-earth practical wisdom partnered with nuclear thinking where we're just like, hey, um, no, that, no, no, sorry. I'm not going to follow along with your strong, deceptive narrative, wherever that's coming from. Okay. It could be from the pharmaceutical companies. It could be from the politicians in your town. It could be from the school board. It could even be for friends or supposed friends. And you're just like, no, because you're using that logic and that brain. And you're just like, no. One of the deceptions that's out there and is so strong, and those of you that are listeners of this program and those that want to be high performers and so you want to get rid of your baggage, you you believe in community. There's a strong narrative that says if you're not an intellect and if you don't agree with the strong narrative, then you're unintelligent. Let me tell you, redneck wisdom is some of the most intelligent attribute. What am, what am I looking for? <laughs> People that just use logic, which is something that doesn't exist exist anymore, and nuclear thinking, they're dangerous people because they question the strong narrative, and they're just like, wait a minute, this doesn't add up, and this doesn't add up, and the other side is saying, shut up, and you're just like, wait a minute, I thought you cared about the facts. They only care about the facts when they meet their agenda, and so being and having redneck wisdom and nuclear thinking is a game-changing attribute. Now, chances are it'll probably get you in trouble. Yes, it gets me in trouble, but we need it and we need to speak up because we need to make a difference. Anyway, Tom's already getting started on his little, no, it's good. And it's really good. So, hey, just want to remind you, Yup.Dot Solutions, where you can find the podcast. There's a player there. There's links to the major platforms. So like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Castro. I, I'm not, I can't remember what all of them are. There may even be a link to Podchaser. That's one that I found recently where you actually can go on there and you can see what I think about my own podcast. Because yes, I rated my own podcast rated, not rated, rated my own podcast. So it's a little humorous. Just to remind you, I have three of them. I have this podcast, the Yup 
I got you podcast because I renamed it, made it a little easier to find and still, yep. But I included, I got you. And so I believe if you type yep and then the word got you, it will show up way quicker than if you just do yep. Because stated last time I did the podcast, there are a lot of people when I first started the yep podcast a year ago, nobody had that name. And now there's a bunch of them out there and they obviously have a little more funding and ability to market their podcast than I do. So for now they're on the top, but just wait, I'm coming for you the redneck is on the move yes the redneck ah it's creepy <laughs> creepy in the closet today <sighs> anyway at the website yes yup.solutions not.com yup.solutions find the embedded player find the links you can go to apple Podcasts, rate the podcast encourage you to go to Pandora where you can also rate the podcast and you can rate it on Podchaser is another great platform. You could link up to my store that has the great products in it where you can buy and it actually supports the pro the podcast. And you can also um, hit those donate buttons, which many of you have not as many as I would like, but many of you have. And so the deepest gratitude. Thank you for doing that because I know every time you give, it comes out of your hard-earned money and I just take that as a real approval that you would spend your hard-earned money and encourage me with that money and help support this podcast. So super grateful for that. And you can always contact me. I'd love to hear from you at 406bigt at gmail.com. So let's just get into this podcast. What inspired this podcast? Well, just to give you a little backstory is that my wife and I, and I've, I've let, let you know that I'm a man of faith. And so we do certain things that revolve around that faith. Oh, my phone's going off. My wife's out and about. So I just have to look at it. You're like, dude, you're tied to your phone. I'm not tied to my phone, but I'm definitely tied to my wife. And those of you that are married and have a happy marriage, you understand that, that when your family's out and about, usually keep your phone close in case they need something like ran out of gas or something weird happened and they need to rescue. Cause I want, I always want to be the hero for my friends and my family. Yes. I want to be the guy that's there from them. So a little background now that Tom's off of his phone and it wasn't the family. It was, boy, I wish I could, if some of you out there know how to define like, uh, notifications. So only you only get notified if the important people like are contacting you. That would be some really powerful information for me. Anyway, backstory. So as our faith, like October 31st, Halloween, which, you know, is considered a pagan holiday. Actually, I don't even know what it's considered these days. It's, I imagine like the pagan and the Satanists are really upset because their holiday has totally been co-opted by the commercial industry. And what does Halloween even mean? I think when 20, 30 years ago, probably even 40 years ago, the pagans were probably a lot more happy and the Satanists were a lot more happy because Halloween actually had a very true identity, whether it was related to, you know, pagan cultures and the ancestors and the things like that, or, you know, this high holy Satanist holiday. Now Halloween has become so convoluted and I'm not necessarily going to get into that because my feeling is it's just another day. And whether you're a pagan or a Satanist or a Christian, you know, most Christians on, you know, October 31st, they are, yeah, those people that we all hate, right? Because I was an avid trick-or-treater. Yes, I'm a man of faith, but candy's candy, right? And even though as a mature man now, 
I definitely am not a fan of sugar. In my younger days, I was a consumer of that product, and I liked it profusely. And as my brother Mike can attest, we loved Halloween, and it was an uber-important holiday, and we planned and prepared for it. And, man, did we work our tails off to get as much candy as possible. And then him and I would do the trade, because fortunately, we liked different things. And so the whole trading process worked out really well, too. So... Halloween has been a very important holiday, but those houses you went to, you knew they were home. Okay, All the lights were off and they pretended like they weren't home. Those were the houses deserving of eggs and pumpkin smashing because why would you not give candy out? Really? What kind of person are you? And as I became a believer, you know, later, well, I was 17 years old. I began to understand that, but I still trick-or-treated and went out. And so we always hated those houses, all oh, those rotten Christians. So those of you that are believers out there, <laughs> you're not necessarily shining Jesus by turning all your lights off and hiding in your house. If anything, go buy the best freaking candy that's out there and the biggest one out there and give those out and say something. Hey, no trick-or-treat here needed. I just want to give you this. And you can say, because, you know, I love G or whatever you want to do, but be freaking generous. There's never a time where you shouldn't be generous, no matter what your beliefs are. And so I am a believer and my wife's a believer. And we realize that this is a great opportunity for us to build community, share our love for people, because what happens on October 31st, a bunch of people come to your house and we're just like, this is the best opportunity ever. Never is there any other day of the year where all these people come to your house. I was like, dang. And it took us a while to get to this point. And yes, for a few years, I was that person I talked about where I was like, we're just going to lock the doors and hide in our house. And we lived in this neighborhood. I know I'm I was making fun of myself, right? We can do that. Yeah, I spanned the whole gamut, which is probably true on almost every subject. I've been on all sides of the subject, and it's probably good to be all sides of the subject. And you can you can figure out what side is the best. And for myself, the side that we landed on was not hiding in the house. It was engaging because we love people, we love community, and we want to be generous. So on October 31st, we throw a huge party. We have a fire pit. We have a wood stove that we fill full of like briquettes, charcoal briquettes, so people can warm up as they come by. We serve hot dogs. We serve chips. We give away like copious amounts of candy. So if you come to our house, you don't get a piece of candy. You get a bag of candy. You're like, dude, where do you live? Well, <laughs> If you want to contact me and find that out, I'd certainly love to have you. But by the time this podcast airs, it will be over. And so you'll have to come next year, but you're totally welcome for next year. And so we love this. And it's our way of sharing because we believe we have a faith relationship where it's an adventure. It's not a religion. It's not something you have to do. It's this really great relationship with God. And some of you maybe believe in the universe. It is a feedback loop or something like that. It's a similar relationship where there's something out there that we believe is on our side. And so this is our time to express that and show people that we care about them and are generous. Well, my wife posted this on Facebook and somebody says, how dare you? How dare you take this holiday? How dare you take this sacred pagan holiday and co-opt it for yourself? And my wife, she had a great response. She's like, we'd love to have you come on over. 
And turns out it was, you know, it was somebody that it was very strong belief that this is a pagan holiday and was very upset that we were co-opting it and using it as a means to really show our values, that we value people, we value community, we value our faith. And, and they were very upset, but they were disarmed by the invitation. But what it got me to thinking about is that it's one of the things that's lost in our country. And it's a whole idea of freedom. I have very specific beliefs. They don't align with paganism and they don't align with like Satanism or necessarily, you know, the different, uh, what would you like Wicca, the witchcraft and the different things like that. But never in my mind would I like chastise any of them. I believe that they have a right and a freedom to practice and celebrate those holidays the way they want. Do I agree with them? And would I celebrate those holidays that way? No, but I am all about the freedom of expression of ideas. I believe in what I do so much that I would never want to get rid of the competition. I want people that are Satanists to be able to celebrate it as long as it doesn't like, like they don't want to take my cat or do something weird like that. And there are some of that out there. It's like, well, that's, it's actually breaking the law and stealing of possessions, but I would never infringe on anybody's rights, but I would like to be able to be in the arena and compete with an idea against them. Because what I believe in, and one of the things that's being lost in our culture is that we just cancel things. It's like, how dare you speak up differently? And so the way we make the playing field is just to ichnay it. Whatever happened to competition? I'm not afraid of Satanists and pagan people. Matter of fact, I believe all people have value. And I believe in the competition and the expression of ideas. They can come up and say, here's why I believe this is important and we celebrate it. And I would say the same. I would have a similar conversation with them about what I believe. And I would, but this is where it's getting a little sketchy, defend their right. But this gal in particular, she would be happy to cancel us. Why? Is my the way I celebrate that threatening to her? If she has the better idea, or she, why is she worried? Why would she want to cancel? Why would she want to be offended? I don't get offended at people that don't want to celebrate Christmas and they maybe celebrate another holiday. It kind of makes me sad, but I am respectful. And I would just, honestly, the way Adrian and I do it, we would throw a big party and just show them and woo them in. And that's the way we live our lives and the way we live our beliefs they're like a marketing tool. And that's how we convince and bring people in to the communities that we believe in, not by canceling. And so this whole cancel culture is so dangerous because you don't, the ideas that have the most value and the most validity are not the ideas that come to the forefront. It is those people that are in power that just decide, well, we're just going to cancel that instead of there's an open discussion it is right now in, in the media, it's probably one of the most scary things that I see is the duplicity and there's not the fair change of ideas. It's this is the narrative. And if you don't believe in this narrative, you will be canceled. Myself, as I believe that I look at both sides of everything, I do form opinions. And yeah, if you have an opinion, you have to be on one side or the other, but even I often get canceled. I had a great clapper account, which is supposed to be more tolerant, 
But many of you know how I feel about COVID and some of the sciences that have come out about COVID-19. You know, the SARS coronavirus had a great account. I had some videos that had like in the tens of thousands of views. I think last time I looked at one of them was 40,000 views. My entire account got canceled. I went back on. It doesn't freaking exist. How is that the free exchange of ideas? You just can't cancel somebody like that. I would never think about canceling someone with opposing views. I want to be in the ring and have the exchange of ideas. I want to have an audience that will listen. But in our culture, ah, how dare you? And then it's like, there's this button and it's just like, cancel. So I encourage you, go out there and fight for freedom. There's many of you that listen and you don't agree with me all the time. And I'm so, so, so grateful because when you agree with somebody all the time, it goes into the saying, and all of you have heard this term groupthink and how dangerous it is. It is. And when we begin to get in groupthink, there is something out there that we are going to meet eventually. And it usually is a catastrophe of a mistake because we all began to think the same way and we didn't see what is coming. So we need the freedom of ideas. So wherever you're at, this podcast is to encourage and plead with you, fight for the freedom of the fair exchange of ideas and the fair competition of ideas and that we will not cancel anything. We will let the idea that is the most popular win out instead of censoring it and basically killing it by suffocation because it doesn't get the air or the light of day. So yes, here in humble Belgrade, Montana, which I consider to a large degree compared to some of the places you live in, the middle of nowhere. And yet the cancel culture is right here. And so we have to, like we did, we stand up. Did we like argue back? No, we invited them. It's like, no, come on, find out what we do. You're, you did, you're not even here. You have no idea what's going on. Before you cancel it, come and experience it. Come find out. Come taste the community and our desires as we give of ourselves. And this year, it's going to be a great year. There are many people involved. It's going to be a fantastic year. I'll update you how it went because that is actually going to happen tomorrow night. You're probably going to hear about it in January sometime because Tom is actually getting ahead in the podcast. So super fun. Tom's getting and gaining some momentum here. So, hey, I really appreciate you, all that you do to encourage people, to build community, to just make yourself better. Such a huge thing. And yeah, go out there, risk it, do something really powerful because I got you.
Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. Just some exit notes here. If uh, you're listening to this, you're listening to one of three podcasts. There are two other podcasts you might be interested in. So there is my Sanguine podcast. There is the Yup podcast and a podcast specifically designed for encouraging women of all ages. The Yes Women podcast. I just encourage you to go and try some more of Tom Baldwin's podcast.